Hey everybody, it's Tara Bryan and you are listening to Course Building Secrets Podcast. Whether you're a coach or a CEO, the success of your team and clients is based on your ability to deliver a consistent experience and guide them on the fastest path to results. This podcast will give you practical, real-life tips that you can use today to build your online experiences that get results and create raving fans. Why? So you can monetize your expertise and serve more people without adding more time or team to your business. If you're looking to uncover your million-dollar framework, package it and use it to scale, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Course Building Secrets podcast. I am so thrilled to introduce Sherry Colfett today and uh, welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you here. Just to get us started, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your experience is, and what brings you here today. I would love to do that. And first of all, thank you for having me be here. I'm excited about uh, our conversation. So I have been in this crazy, uh, topsy-turvy world of coaching consulting for over 20 years. Hard to say that out loud. Uh, and I absolutely love it. I love supporting women to share their gift and do it in a way that it gives them that freedom and flexibility. It's why most of us started our business, right? Um, and gives them that that freedom and flexibility to live their bucket list now and take their business with you. That's that's my big thing is that we get to uh, avoid waiting until someday and instead uh, get clear on what our vision is for our business and then, or excuse me, for our life and then build our business to fit into that vision. Um, so that's what I do all the time. I love supporting my clients to uh, build a a virtual business because then of course it gives you more flexibility, right? And do it in a way that um that generates the income that they want to live the lifestyle that they want to live. Yeah, very cool. So tell us just a little bit about you personally. Like how did you get into this work? And um and what was your journey to sort of go, I assume that you were in maybe some sort of traditional brick and mortar kind of scenario and then moved into, you know, really being able to step into a, more of a virtual sure. lifestyle. What does that look like for you? Absolutely. Well, I started, started my career out of college in corporate world, which so many of us did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, corporate was really pretty good to me. But after about 13 years there, I really wanted to make a bigger, bigger difference. And, uh, you know, ended up starting three businesses in my first year out of corporate you know, out of, from the frying pan into the fire as the saying goes. Yeah. Yeah. And over, over the years, I was able to, to, you know, turn them all into multi six figures and one seven figures uh, business sold that the seven figure business and have been concentrating on my coaching uh, exclusively for the last uh, 12 years, I guess it is. Um, and had been coaching that entire 22 years, believe it or not. Um, and, you know, in that, that time period, I've had a lot of different variations in my business. I think that we have to be nimble as a business owner and that as trends change, our businesses need to change. Now, I have to remember, I started my, my coaching business in 2000 and 2000 and virtual businesses didn't barely existed at that point. So I've seen a lot in, in the, the two decades plus that I've been in business. Um, it, getting to where I am now, uh, quite honestly, was a bit of a knock upside the head moment. Uh, it was about six years ago now, pre-pandemic, and I was updating my vision letter, which is part of my process for my annual planning. And I had that that proverbial knock upside the head moment where I was looking at the vision letter I'd done the year before and the one I did was doing for this year and realized that 
I wasn't living my bucket list. What I really wanted to do was travel full time. And yet I I'd unconsciously grown my business very successfully, but was relying mostly on live speaking. So I was, you know, running around doing speaking from stage and getting client, getting leads that I turned into clients, but it kind of kept me at least fixed to the US, if not California at the time. And so I realized that I, you know, I felt pretty out of integrity. I have to be honest, because I teach this whole process. I'm getting clear on your vision and then having your business fit into that business, your business fit into that vision. And here I had unconsciously got me into a place where I wasn't doing that. So within six months, I completely changed my marketing strategy, went 100% virtual, uh, sold my house, put my stuff in, in storage, and was traveling about nine months of the year internationally, taking my business with me. And that's, as the as intro, uh, I've not looked back. And even during the pandemic, I was able to keep doing some travel uh, in the U.S. and uh, spent a lot of time with parents and family and friends and started traveling again in beginning of this year and can't, uh, I have no idea when I'm going to kind of get over the travel bug. I don't know if it'll be forever or not. Yeah. That's so cool. So, so for our listeners, I think just to break that down a little bit, which I think is really powerful is, is that you sort of, you, you evolved, right? So Absolutely. you went from corporate to starting your own thing, to doing live speaking, which I, I assume sort of was the baby step to, Oh, well, I'm going to, I want to travel more. So I'm going to do live speaking in ver different cities, and then it was like, oh, wait a minute. Now I'm traveling for other people still, not for myself. My business isn't serving mm -hmm. me. It's it's sort of chaining me to travel. Exactly. That isn't really travel I want to be doing, right? Because right. you're, yeah. And so then just to sit and have that moment of we have to shift, we have to pivot and then actually mm -hmm. move into integrity. I love that. Yeah. I had a similar- And now what I do, kind of now what I do to that. your point, now I decide where I want to travel to and then I reach into my community, find out who lives there and yeah. find out how I can do speaking there. So then I can write off hundred percent of the trip. Well, yeah, see, there you go. It all comes full circle, but yeah, you're so you're able to choose where you want to go. And then, you know, you can work there because you've set up your life in order to work wherever you are instead of, uh, you know, having to be dictated by where you're going. So I love that. That's exactly. so cool. Okay, cool. So let's shift into your okay. business. Um, and talk about, um, you know, how do you deliver to your, deliver to your people while you're able to do all the things? What does that look like? So courses, programs, one-on-one -on -one speaking, all those different things. Uh, yeah, most of those things would be part of it. Uh, yeah, I typically serve my clients in two ways. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I do still do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I actually love working with people one-on-one. -on -one, and I do believe that the fastest path to success is typically one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, when you can really go deep and have someone that's that's I don't know, kind of hooking arms with you and with you step-by-step -step during the process. But I also believe in the power of small groups and what I call hybrid courses. Mm -hmm. yep, so those are my most favorite. Yeah, most of my pro, in fact, all of my programs, I've chosen not to sell do-it-yourself courses for a long time because people people just don't complete them. I mean, the statistics are less than 10% of people make it through the second module of, an, of a do-it-yourself online course. So what I do instead is I use my courses and I, I have three major courses. I use my courses to deliver information that would be the same thing I'd say to anybody, pretty much no matter who's watching it. And I use the coaching part of it 
to really go deep, answer questions, get engagement, have people learn from each other in the group programs that I do that are around a course, if you will, um, and really add the value that keeps people engaged, keeps people moving forward and actually creating the transformation that they bought the course in the first place for. Yep. That's so powerful. One of the things that we focus on too, is exactly what you're saying is like, how do you, how do you, you know, package as much as you can. And we all, we even like talk about like creating a virtual version of yourself, right? So it's not just information, but it's also the experience that you're creating for people that they can become successful and have that transformation. And then you're enhancing it by being there, um, you know, to help coach them along the way. Exactly. Have you found like in your experience, is this typically the, the, like it's helpful for people because my statistic is actually 97% of people don't finish courses. So really? yeah, yeah. like you're giving them the benefit I'm, of the doubt. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're like, yeah, they'll, you know, maybe some more people will, but most people don't. And the reason is that they need that guide. They need somebody exactly. to guide them down the journey. And if you can do that virtually that more power mm -hmm. to you, right? Like we specialize in helping people actually build a journey online that helps yes. them um, progress, not just like giving them a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, but one of the things that I find so fascinating, and I'm interested to hear your opinion on this is, um, it, 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 it's, it's beneficial for the learners, but it's also beneficial for the, for the coach, for the person who's teaching, because more often than not, if you haven't, uh, uh, something that's just all, um, automatic, uh, all automated, Right. You're not serving your people in the way that you want to show up and serve your people. And so, exactly. so you tend to just like then make more stuff and then go, mm -hmm. well, I yeah. don't feel connected. I don't feel like I'm making a difference. And so it's actually for both. It's for the, for the person who's doing the coaching and training and it's for the learner to have that hybrid model. I agree hundred percent. When I first started coaching, excuse me, courses, and I've had courses for I don't know, 15 years or so, at least probably more than that. Anyway, I've had for a lot of years and, and they were do it yourself when I first started. And that's exactly why I switched to more of the hybrid model, because I, I didn't feel connected with the people that were buying my product. And then, you know, I would look at what they were consuming. It's like, wait a minute, you know, you're not opening the videos. You're not, you know, using the worksheets. And so I knew they weren't creating the transformation that they had spent their hard-earned money to buy this course. Mm -hmm. And the reality is when people don't get results, we know human nature, right? Who do they blame? When yeah. they look in the mirror, they don't look in the mirror and say, I didn't take action. So I'm the one that is to blame. Too often they actually blame who they who sold them the course. Yep. Yep. And, and there's so a little responsibility there, right? Like there's yeah. a little responsibility there from us to say there like, is. How do we help, help yeah. somebody get there? But yes, you're, you're hundred percent. Right. And then do you find that like when you first were doing it that way, then you would just like poke in and like check in and like do all these extra oh, yeah. little things anyway, because you're Which like, takes even more of your energy because right. it's from a, a frustrated, almost um, <laughs> Wait, anxious energy. Just check right? it in. How's it going? Yeah. And exactly. Like, well, yeah. Like, yeah. See, the other thing that I would say too, that was a big shift for me, and there's so much technology out there now that helps us around this, is adding things into our courses that encourage engagement and encourage forward progress. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have my courses uh, on a platform that allows me to do reward points. 
And I, I have something I call rapid rewards. And so when people take action, they can collect points and then they can turn those points into an extra call with me or uh, an invitation to a live event or whatever different different things they can use the reward points for. And people love to get those badges or reward points, right? So whatever you can do to encourage people to, to acknowledge them for taking action, first of all, and then have some kind of a way that they can see their progress makes a huge difference. Checklists help with that too. I have a checklist on each of my modules so when they check off the different things that they're completing, they feel that sense of accomplishment because that's what stops people is they get into the course and they get stuck in some way and there's not something there that's helping them through that obstacle. So they give up mm-hmm. and that's what we've well, got to stop as course creators. That's our responsibility to help them. hundred percent. Well, and, and just like all of us, right, there's, you know, this going on and this going on and they may have great intentions but if you don't have anything that's helping them progress, like exactly what you're talking about, then yeah, then they're like, oh yeah, I really need to get to that. I mean, I have courses like that, that I've bought, right? Oh, I really need to get to that. Yeah. And then I it stays on the to-do list forever because I don't have time, time to get into it. And, and if you're, you know, meeting with somebody and you know that you have to be prepared, then you tend to take a little bit more responsibility to get there because you don't want to let that other person down. Right. So. It's that accountability. We all need it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Awesome. Okay, cool. So what would be, so I have two questions for you. What would be, the first one is like, give us a, a tip, uh, something that you see all the time that if only people would do that, then their course or their program would be so much better. Oh, if only people would do that. I, the rewards reward system that I talked about would probably be one of them, making sure that they have some way to acknowledge people for making forward progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the second one we haven't talked about would be creating a sense of community. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things people like about group programs is that they don't feel like they're alone. Mm-hmm. And creating that that group dynamic, people can learn so much from the questions other people ask, giving them that that um, that space to feel comfortable and, and confident that it's a safe space that they can ask any question and that they can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just invaluable in terms of, of creating that forward momentum. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Awesome. Okay. And then, so if somebody's first starting out, okay, this is a two-parter. So if somebody's first starting out, like how do you help them figure out like how, what to teach and and what they should be doing in their course? That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question um, is when should somebody start a course? Mm-hmm. Great questions. So what the approach I take in my business is I use what I call creating your genius roadmap. And your genius roadmap is simply a way for you to take out of your head onto a, at least virtual piece of paper, how you support your clients in solving the problem and creating the transformation that you promise them. So whatever your promise is, think of that as the end of the roadmap, if you will, the end of the road. And you getting clarity on what are the literal steps if it's more of a sequential process, or what are the pillars of success if it's if it's not necessarily sequ- sequential that make you unique in how you help people get to a specific end result. 
And the reality is we all have a process, whether or not we realize it. And I, you know, I typically go through a process with clients where you're asking a lot of questions. It's like, think about your favorite client. What did you do with them first? And just having them be, get out of their head, how they did work with that client to create that, that transformation. And when you do that for two or three one-on-one clients, or even in a group, how you work with them, you can get pretty clear on that. So th that's the first thing. Then in terms of where you start, once you have that genius roadmap laid out, the approach I take is now where along that genius roadmap do you want to focus first on helping your clients create success? Are you wanting to create a course or a program, let's say, because uh, we've kind of talked about the hybrid, hybrid approach. Do you want to create a program where you help people get from A to Z on that entire genius roadmap? Or do you want to focus in first on a particular stop or pillar, if you're not in a sequ sequential approach, on that genius roadmap? My genius roadmap is five steps. I is fairly uh, sequential. Most of my work focuses on the first three steps. And I do have, you know, some, you know, some go into the fourth and fifth step. But I, re I really love to focus more on the first three steps, which are kind of pretty much from startup to multi six figures in your business. Uh, I have VIP clients I work with on on leverage and scale, which are my fourth and fifth steps. Um, but for the most part, I focus on those first three steps. Either is perfectly fine. But when you get clarity on that, then you know where to go with your program and what you want to include in the course uh, in order to deliver on that problem, that uh, promise, excuse me, because the big promise you have for your, your entire zone of your work, if you will, can be bigger than the promise that you that you solve in a particular online course. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 That's great. Yes. I love, I love the roadmap. We talk about that all the time is, you know, what, what is the step from point A to point B? You don't just like get into a car and drive. Exactly. Right. You've got, you've There's got a lot a of map. routes from LA to New York. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. So then like, when should somebody get started hmm. when they're kind of trying to package their expertise? I think that there's a, um, a perception out there that you can just go from, you know, having an idea to packaging your expertise, but t tell me a little bit about your philosophy around that and when is the right time yeah. to do that? My philosophy is that as a newer coach or consultant, the best place to start is almost always, not always, but almost always with one-on-one -on -one clients. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is multifold. Um, the key reasons are number one, it's the fastest path to cash mm -hmm. uh, because when you're first starting out, you don't maybe don't have a list. You don't have a, a lot of people to draw from. It's a lot easier to have people say yes on a one-on-one -on -one basis where you just talk to one person, ask them to work with you and they say yes or no, than it is to get even a half dozen or a dozen people into a group program. Mm -hmm. So start with one-on-one -on -one because it's easier to get some cash in that foundation going for you. It's also the greatest market research incubator that you can ask for. Because when you start working with those one-on-one -on -one clients, you, in essence, are implementing whatever section, if you will, of your genius roadmap that you promised them, either all of it or part of it. You're taking them through your process on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And you're going to learn from that what works really well, what maybe doesn't work as well, and what's missing. 
And so many people that, that jump into creating online courses, they literally go and they create the entire course before they even try to sell it, let alone deliver it. And what ends up happening is that when they do start delivering it, they realize, oh my gosh, I've missed this. And oh, this isn't working at all. And they end up redoing it all. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh, that's just breaks my heart because yeah. I've, I have met people. I'm sure you have too, that mm-hmm. have spent a year developing their online course, never made a penny from it. And then it either doesn't sell or yeah. when they sell it for you, to a few people, it doesn't deliver. Yep. And that's just, yep. oh my gosh, that just breaks my and heart. And it's their art. It's like, it's like this, this, you know, masterpiece. And unfortunately it's too early to make the exactly. masterpiece. We exactly. start with a minimum viable option. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I, we could talk all day. Like I, I, I'm so happy to have you on the show and we'll have to have a second episode later where we can just dive into some more detail because it, it, it is, it, you know, what we talk about is all of the action, the tips, the, the tricks, the nitty gritty um, in this podcast. And so I am just so thankful that you're able to share some of your expertise with us. Uh, it it's is fabulous. It's fun. Yeah. And so if people want to learn more about you and, um, and, and your stuff around, uh, the bucket list and building their, um, building their businesses, where should they go to find you? Well, they can always reach out to me, uh, at, on my website at resultspartner.com. It's results with an S partner singular, and there's a free gift there that they can opt in for. It's called the freedom finder checklist. Great way for them to get started to see where they are on their journey to building their bucket list life and maybe some steps along the way they might've missed. Uh, and I also connect with a lot of people on LinkedIn. It's my handles, my, just my name, Sherry Caulfield. Perfect. Awesome. And those will be in the show notes so you can grab them. Thank you so much for being on on with us today and uh, we will see you later. You're welcome. Hey, everybody wanted to come on at the end of this episode and let you know about an event that's coming up in August of 2023. So we are super excited to announce the second annual Gamify My Course Camp five-day challenge that's coming up. It is totally free. And listen, what it's going to do is help you think about how do you add participation? How do you add more engagement and opportunities for your people to actually get results in your online programs? And each day, we're going to jump on live with actionable tips for you to be able to do that. So would love to invite you to sign up for the Gamify My Course Camp, which is going to be August 7th through the 11th with a special bonus session on the 14th. So come and join us. Can't wait to see you at camp this year because listen, your kids get to go to camp. Other people get to go to camp. So I think over the summer, we should all go to camp as well. All right. So we're going to do fun activities like tug of war and Um, archery practice and different things like that. So go check out our page at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 2023 underscore gamify. That is how you can get a hold of us. In the show notes, there should be a QR code and this link for you to jump on and register. It's totally free and would love to see you on August 7th. All right, there you go. Have a great day.